Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude Goose, aka Bulls Scripted. And we are here after kind of a weird week. Usually, we do these Bulls on Taps after every single game, but the West Coast is not the best coast. Shit starts way too late. Goose and I probably, I'm passing out by 9, 10 o'clock every night. I'm sure Goose is the same way. We both got to get up early for the day jobs. So we're going to come, we're going to talk about these three games that we missed. couple little house cleaning things before we get into that. Be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on t- at Bulls on Tap. Following at ontapsportsnet. Following Goose at Bulls Scripted. And following my Goose. We're going to get into this stuff, man. We got some fan questions today, uh, which is awesome. You know, it's always cool to, you know, to answer questions and stuff makes me feel all professional. But I'm not uh, holding up so well. How, how we just doing, got man? our we just got our ass kicked by uh, Prime <laughs> Mello two times, and we lost to the worst team in the NBA. Um, granted, that team is the Warriors, and as Zach Levine so kindly pointed out, they do have championship coaching, so that does help. But yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling so hot. It's feeling like I'm gonna have to start watching some college basketball, and I don't know. Maybe that'll turn out all right. Maybe I'll feel better about that on the way to the lottery party with all the hopes and aspirations right in front of me. But right now, I'm just kind of feeling let down. I'm spent. You're spent, huh? Oh, man, I know. It, it's been hard. You know, obviously, the last time that we were with everybody, I believe the last episode we put out was the amazing performance Zach Levine had against the Hornets. Then Monday was just kind of a, a crappy day for me. I had the flu over the weekend, last weekend, that is, and I was not feeling good at all, so we couldn't do Monday, and then they got to the West Coast. But let's get into this Trailblazers game that they blew. And, I mean, it, they come. the Trailblazers come to our house, man. All right, <laughs> they come. They come to our house, and we lose one seventeen to ninety four. Absolutely, just get racked. And Carmelo Anthony in thirty one minutes goes twenty five points, eight boards. They, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Well, no, and I, I don't know what's been. I happening, thought for sure Lowry was going to come been out. Really rough. Dust Mellow, kind of how he did. You know, still slightly injured. Blake Griffin in Detroit. I was like, all right, he's going to have this matchup. And instead, we uh, we got Prime Mellow and Lowry looking lost, and this is really starting to hurt. I think you got to start that over Lowry at this point. I don't know if it's the oblique injury. I'd like to be optimistic in a sense and hope that that's the reason why he's slipping. Um, I feel it's probably a combination of that and Jim and just this offense where he's Kyle Korver but seven foot tall, <clears throat> and unfortunately he. Probably doesn't even play as good as defensive Kyle Korver. Well, the most alarming thing of Lowry's stat line that game on Monday was the one rebound in 27 minutes. One rebound. He's 7-1. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we, this is not yeah. the Lowry market that we're accustomed to. I, I, 
and uh, there's a fan question that we're going to get into in a little bit that asks us our opinions on marketing. But brother, I I can't I can't throw everything away with him that we've given what we've seen him do the last two years. Something is off. Something is wrong. Very, very, very wrong. Now, if you listen to other Chicago media outlets, they're saying that he's mentally weak. That's what they're saying about him. He can't overcome adversity. That's why he's struggling. Then you hear other people blaming the oblique injury, which are also people that are kind of close with the team, right? And then now, it's just nothing's going together for this kid. And obviously, he's not the only reason that we lost to Portland on Monday. But him not showing up next to Zach is a big, big issue. And he's supposed to be our second best player. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't like I said, like what you said, the oblique injury could be something that's playing in part here. But I really hope this dude isn't mentally damaged, no. mentally frail, and has just given up. I hope that's not the case because a lot of people are saying that. I don't know him personally, so I can't speak on it. I just if I had to throw, I my opinion really out there, hope that we're I don't think not that's getting Darko Milicek here. I hope Lowry's not checking out on. Uh, the Bulls and the NBA in its entirety. I know sometimes uh, on Instagram I'll see posts from his wife that, and not so much this year, but the first few years where she was definitely struggling to adapt to the culture of the United States. And I'm sure it's extremely tough to move countries like that and try to fit into a new culture. Um, so I think that's part of it. And then, you know, he gave up red meat to help save pollution and the world and that's great and dandy but i don't know i think with all that change that we're seeing maybe somebody that isn't capable of giving as much physically as he did the first two years because of the change in his diet mixed with the oblique injury and maybe i'm just making up too many excuses for him because i just don't believe that this is what the fuck he is uh we've seen otherwise and i just guess i'm little bit in disbelief. Yeah, I, I'm with you in the disbelief factor. So in this Monday's game here, uh, Portland shoots 46 of 89 for 51%. So the Bulls defense wasn't really doing really good at all, to be honest with you. They, they were pretty bad on Monday. Um, you know, 51.7% from the field for Portland. 8 for 27 from downtown. They only shot 29%. And their star player, being Damian Lillard, only scored 13 points. Did have 12 assists, though, there on Monday. Carmelo Anthony is the one that really killed us, along with C.J. McCollum. Uh, as far as the Bulls go, they shot, again, just a horrible percentage, 41.9%, 36 for 86 from the field, 9 for 39 from downtown for 23%. Bulls were out-rebounded 55-37 to 37 on Monday. It comes down. I had put in a. I put a tweet out while we were watching the game. It comes down to being out coached, and that and Terry Stotts out coached Jim Boylan. And uh, obviously, I it. Of course, you. I, I want to blame Boylan for a lot of the troubles that we're having, but a lot of key players aren't really stepping up the way that we thought they were. Now, can you circle that back around and blame it on Boylan for not using them correctly? Of course, you can. But it just seems like a whirlwind of where we were optimistically before the season started to where we are now. I'm in two completely different places. This game on Monday, we should have won at home. We didn't, and it really hurt well, us. You know what? The, the craziest stat that I've seen, and I was seeing a whole bunch of 
Zach's the worst negative net rating player on our teams to start out the year, which was kind of like, eh, well, whatever. His defense sucks, and he is on the floor a lot. So if we're getting our ass kicked, he's going to come out looking bad on paper. But in the last four games, Kevin Anderson of NBC Sports Chicago shared that the um, Zach Levine's hey, on-court offensive dude. rating is 113.6 with a positive .7 net re- rating in 139 minutes. With Levine off the court, the Bulls have an offensive rating of 68.1 with a negative 34.4 net rating in 53 minutes. So Zach Levine comes out of the game and we lose. I mean, yeah. There you go. It's nice to it's nice to see numbers that back up our arguments of Zach. Because I think, I mean, I, I could say this about you, and I think you can say the same thing about me. I am a Zach. I'm not going to say a loyalist. I'm a loyalist to the Chicago Bulls, right? But I am a, I'm a believer no, in I've... Zach Levine as a good player. And I feel a lot of the rap that he's been getting about not being a two-way player this year, considering how sucky we've been, I think it's that's a lot of bullshit, if you ask me. I don't know how you feel about it, but that's my opinion. Um, and I think those numbers you just read I, I think people that. just have to accept that Zach is going to be an average defender at best. He's a good on-ball defender. Um, when he's locked in, he's locked in, and he can make things happen. I think he's averaging, at least to this point of the season, at least an extra half steal a game um, compared to his career averages. So... You know, he's at least making improvements, even if that's coming from taking extra gambles. Um, as long as those gambles are paying off, it's all right. Um, Bulls are really missing Otto Porter Jr. Uh, have to play a lot of small ball lineups. Ryan Archie Diacono has been a disaster the last few games, and he's battling an injury himself. Um, so it's just, you know, and it's. It sucks when you're like, oh, well, Archie's hurt and he's not playing right, so we're screwed. <laughs> and that's, I guess, I thought we had a lot more depth coming into this season, and it's kind of being exposed. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that on that front. <laughs> you know, before I don't want to get into last night's game, which would be uh, Friday night's game until we get there. But Archie Diacono was on Carmelo again. Um, Something that drove me absolutely crazy. But we'll move in to uh, Wednesday, I believe it was. Yeah, it was Wednesday's game. Do we really uh, obviously talk we about this one? After this one, it was a late start. Um, we do. Yeah, we do. I, I know it's hard. I, I, I know we've only talked about six wins this year, brother. <laughs> I know. I, I know it's hard, but we gotta do. We gotta do it. Obviously, we didn't record after this one. I um, a late start and then getting set up for Thanksgiving for the next day. Which, dude, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I didn't even say that in the beginning of the pod. I know I texted you during the day on Thanksgiving, but you know I hope you had a good one with the fam. Um, but Bulls lose Wednesday, 104 to 90, to one of the worst teams in the NBA, the Golden State Warriors. And the reason they're one of the worst teams is because they're injury riddled. Um, this game was a heartbreaker for me. Uh, I mean, a literal heartbreaker for me. Uh, Lowry, 25 minutes, 8 points, 3 for 10 from the field, 1 for 4 from downtown, 4 rebounds, 25 minutes for Lowry. Uh, Wendell's uh, offensive game wasn't really rolling. Uh, he 8 points, 9 boards for him. Sadoransky had a great game on Monday. You know, very, very good. 19-7-7 uh, and seven for Sato. And that was about it. There was, this is really shitty to say. How many frigging people played this game? I'm sorry, give me one second. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen. Everybody played. Everybody played in this game. 
Oh, I didn't see Denzel. That's why I thought that said zero. Okay. 13 players played. Two scored in double figures. And it was Levine and Sato. Levine, 36, 5, and 5. Sato, 19, 7, and 7. Bullshoot, sub 40% from the field, 38.2%, and 34% from three. They are also out-rebounded. Out-rebounded. Friggin' 54 to 42. This was Wednesday's loss against Golden State. Yeah, man. I literally spent all Thanksgiving just refreshing. Jim fired yet? Jim fired. Is Jim fired yet? And I didn't get a Thanksgiving (laughs) miracle. And the Bulls had to have Thanksgiving dinner with Jim. And... You know, going into the Portland game, actually, to start out the game, I was almost kind of like, oh, maybe Thanksgiving went well. Um, and I don't think the Bulls played that horrible in the last game once we get there. But the the Golden State game killed me. And I think Kerr took it personal because he blames Jim for being this backstabbing, conniving, sneaky bastard that stole his friend's Jim. His friend's Jim. His friend's job. Uh so I think Kurt took some pride in taking down the Bulls, um, and rightfully so. They've been having a rough season. If you can get one up on an opponent that you have a mini personal vendetta against, uh, it helps kind of move the kind of season that they're having along, which is inevitably, despite that win, going to be probably pretty shitty. Right. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Let's move into Zach here in this game. 36 points, five boards, five assists. This guy's been getting shit on by a lot of Bulls Twitter, trade rumors, everything like that. He finishes plus in the plus minus. This guy's been, he can't, it's hard. Like, I I do think that Zach has a, a star behind him, right? I think there's a star there. I don't know if he's a superstar, but I think he can be a star. You know, you know what I'm saying? You distinguish those two things, those two type of players. I think he's been doing everything he possibly can to help us win. I don't think I, I understand he takes some bad shots sometimes, but shit. I mean, look at high percentage shots for most of his teammates. They're not going in anyway, so he's just trying to freaking light something. He's trying to light it on fire and trying to do something to no. you know get a little bit of energy behind it. This game against Golden State, I respected the hell out of what Zach did. He grinded. No, nine out of finish, ten times. I'd rather anyway. have Zach take one of those tough shots that you kind of shake your head when he misses, but you do see him make them. So at the same time, there's not too many people on this team at this point in time that I'd like to see shooting the ball more. Um, one person that I used to really enjoy shooting the ball is looked like a G League player, and I hate to say that about Lowry Markkinen, and I hope that this is more related to the oblique than just regression. Um, and if that's the case, you've got you to get this coach out of here even quicker. Like, Jim Boylan is not worth um, ruining a prospect like Lowry Markkinen or Zach Levine. Like, you only choose coaches over players when the coach is actually good. We don't, we don't really know if Jim's good yet. Um, all signs point to fucking no, but... You know, I just, (laughs) if you're seeing this much regression from somebody that you've been billing as a cornerstone the last two seasons and looked like a cornerstone in February of last year, 
almost finished 20 and 10 on the season, despite coming out with an elbow injury. Like you cannot see this kind of production drop off to where there's not anybody in the NBA in the last years that shooting this bad and getting that many shots. I literally think it's a pride thing with with the whole Jim Boylan thing. I mean, of course, we can speculate on, speculate on that on a later date, but we've seen the rumors that are coming out, and it's actually one of the questions that we got here tonight. Um, I can't I can't actually wait to get into this with you because I mean this this is when we don't have to break down the games and we could just like literally let loose. I know you said you don't really look forward to letting loose because nine times out of ten that means we fucked up and we're not doing good. But the people need to hear it, man. They need to hear your opinion on the mic and just going hard with some of these questions because I what you just said right now, Jim's not worth, you know, messing up a high level prospect. I can't wait to get into that because <laughs> because you're absolutely 100 percent right. And I, with all the rumors that came out with it this week about Gar Foreman and shit like that, we'll move into that in a, in, a, in a couple. But ooh, when you said that, I got real mad. I got heartburn. I felt I felt heartburn come on. <laughs> fucking pisses me off so bad all right so now we will move in to the most recent loss against portland again lost to portland twice in one week goose uh bulls dropped this one 107 to 103 essentially they blew it they blew it um you know they (laughs) oh god they were up in the first quarter went down in the second quarter Got it close in the third quarter, and then obviously you saw how they lost by four points. Uh, you know, I, inability to close out games, which really sucks. And there was a key tip in by Hassan Whiteside after a Wendell Carter Jr. premature um, rotation that left Sato out of position to try to box out Hassan Whiteside in the fourth quarter there. But let's let's get into this, man. Lowry comes out, he has 32 minutes, he goes 13 points, 8 boards, 4 of 14 from the field, 2 for 7 from downtown. Not great, Bob. It's, it's just not great. Wendell, 7 for 16, <clears throat> 16 points, 9 boards. KD game of the picked season up the for him. Um, KD is Chris Dunn. Yeah, it was the worst game of the season. You're absolutely right. He, he, was not, he was not there last night, and Bulls Twitter loves to light this kid on fire for whatever fucking reason. But he has 9 points, 7 boards, 2 assists. Zach, 8 for 24, 5 for 11 from downtown, 28, 6, and 5. And Sato, 12 points, 3 boards, 8 assists. Uh, Zach was hot in the first half. It, it, he died off in the second half real bad, and that, that led to the Bulls' doom. Um, w- without him hitting, basically that's, that's why we're at where we're at right now. He, uh, he, he wasn't able to keep it going from the first half into the second half, and, and no one else really stepped up to try to help him, you know, uh, it was just literally, it was just an unbelievable game. Bulls out-rebounded by two in that one. Um, they shot 36% from three, which, hey, I guess I'll take it compared to the other stats that I read you off today. But, again, sub-40% from the field. That's got to stop happening. They have well, to not, get better it's looks. Not even, it's not even the looks. Uh, I mean, just some of the looks issue. are there. Like, it's not as if we're taking bad shots. I think... I don't pay too close when attention s- to the advanced analytics, but from what I've seen just scrolling through Twitter, the Bulls take it probably in the top five of the league shots around the rim. They're just shooting the second worst in the NBA. Uh, 
they take a high amount of threes, right? And I I feel like they take a lot of um they take a lot of shots at the rim and obviously yeah, I think they like you know they were in the top 3 in the most shots at the rim but they were like the worst in percentage wise. I mean, I could pull it up. I'm pretty sure that's what I read. You know, I, they're getting a lot of open shots, man, but a lot of far mid-range, a lot of threes. I they got to that's what separates a good coach from a shitty coach. Figure out how to get these shots to go in. You, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know you can't play for them, Jim. So before anybody listens to this podcast and say that's one of his quotes, <laughs> spare me. Figure something out to utilize your talent a little bit better. Obviously, the athleticism's there. The, the IQ is there to have open shots consistently, right? We both know this. Figure out a way to get them to go in. You know, maybe not, not focus on taking so many threes. Maybe start focusing on trying to get shots, you know, smart mid-range shots that your players can actually hit. Try to figure out something in the post for Lowry. You know, maybe some middies for him because all he really does is try to drive towards the rim or take a three. It's not working for him. Get him out of his shell. There's a million different avenues we could go with that, but one thing I did want to read off about this game on the other side of the ball, Mello killed us again. 23-11, and 11. Goose. This is fucking He's 2006. Back in Denver. I don't know. Uh, and Lillard shows up to this one, hits a logo three. You know, C.J. McCollum kicks ass. I mean, they're the guys that are supposed to kick ass for them kicked ass in this game, and they and they beat the Bulls bad, man. And they they beat the Bulls bad. Uh, well, I know it's only a four point four point game there, but it, it's just it's unbelievable to me, man. It's unbelievable to me. The Bulls move six to fourteen on this game out of twenty games and our played. Schedule only gets harder. They've only won the six. We, yeah, no. The easy part of the schedule is pretty much over and done with. The Bulls needed at least win two on this road trip. Obviously, bud, that's not happened. And Monday is when we play again, and we'll preview that game before we get into the questions um, that we're going to answer. But they play the Kings on Monday, and that'll be the. Uh, That'll be the last one of this road trip before they go home to play the Grizzlies on Wednesday. So they've already dropped two. They needed to win two. They dropped two. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I mean, like you said, Melo's back in Denver. The Bulls suck, and it's just where we're at right now. And it's very, very deflating and depressing that this team, with all the optimism, I mean, and you're not that optimistic of a cat, usually. When it comes to this stuff, you're—I would I like to consider you a realist. You're not like me with your head in the clouds a lot. I—I I, I don't know why. I just try to like keep myself happy because I know the bullshit's gonna come, and then it just drags me far down. But you were pretty level-headed about all of this. Very, very—you know—great opinions. Very, like I said, level-headed, and did, I just didn't see the shit coming. I, I don't know about you, but I mean, these last three games and especially these two on the road on the west coast no i'm i'm, I'm kind of taken out which sucks because i don't know it's just you came in with such high hopes and i think the roster was put together fairly well outside of the wing depth which is being drastically exposed with hutch being made of glass and Otto porter jr looking uninterested to start the season and then having a foot contusion and disappearing for what feels like a month um, you know, I just, I hope 
when Otto comes back, which better be fucking soon, there's an infusion of energy, and maybe we can rattle off a win streak and get back in this thing. We're still only two games out of the eighth spot in the East. That's how shitty it is. Um, so I want to hold on to a little bit of hope, but at the same time, the way this season's going without drastic changes, I don't think anything's going to happen. And then I guess we'll be praying for some lottery luck and some drastic changes in the off season again. So, and another blow last night too that I forgot to even bring up, or, or not last night. I'm sorry. But yeah, last we lose Hutchinson, dude, for about a week with a right sh- shoulder contusion. We just lose more size. It's just it's raining, brother. Well, no, it's and Denzel finally got to see the floor, but he hasn't been taking too many shots. He's been kind of conservative, which in a way is also a good thing to see, but. It's just we don't have the size. We're constantly playing small. Um, our best small player who plays with all that heart and grit that Jim loves is slightly injured and not playing well either. So it, nothing's going right right now. And it's hard to really think anything to get this team back on track if the Bulls aren't willing to make a big change like removing the coach. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. I think that. I mean, that's what needs to happen. It's just, it's just not going to. It's not going to happen this season. I, I, I they're going to chalk it up as a lost cause. They're going to hit the lottery again, and uh, who, who knows where they go? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, the way they're playing right now, I, <laughs> they're going to be in the top three. But uh, as far as Monday goes, we'll get into this Monday game real quick before we answer the uh, questions that we got tonight. Thank you guys for sending in questions. We'd love to do that, uh, answer those for y'all. We want to start doing that, like maybe doing like one episode a week. That's a, not a, just a game recap, just us bullshitting, and we'll have y'all sending questions. But Monday, uh, December second, nine p.m. Central for us, which sucks again. Uh, <laughs> Sacramento, the Kings at eight and ten will be playing the Bulls at six and fourteen. Uh, according to ESPN's matchup predictor, 65% chance for Sacramento to win this game, 35% chance for the Chicago Bulls. Goose, what are we looking for? I don't know. A strong start. Play more than two quarters completely. That seems to be our problem. Seem to lose it, and maybe we just don't have the experience or the depth that I thought we had. Um, it's getting to the point where I think that Jim might have to make that big decision and start that over Lowry. Um, I think with Thad's age, starting, playing over 30 minutes, not having to sit from warm-ups till two or three minutes left in the first when Jim decides to finally put him in the game, maybe he gets in a rhythm. Maybe he gives you more than Lowry has been giving you. According to the advanced stats, him and Wendell are the best two-man combo in terms of net rating on the team. So maybe that change helps you get off to a good start. Maybe it sends the message to Lowry. Maybe he needs to eat a steak. Maybe we got to fly his coach from Finland out here to eat a steak with him. I don't know. But something's got to change when it comes to Lowry. Um, because at least for right now, despite Jim's boss and Jim's boss's boss following him around on this road trip and them not looking so hot, I think they're going to have to ride it out with them just because of the lack of options right now. So they they, they got to figure out Lowry. 
you figure that out and you get Otto Porter Jr. back and you can rattle off a win streak. If not, we're heading to getting really drunk at a lottery party and praying we don't get bent over the table by the odds again. <laughs> I can't wait. That sounds like a good time, actually. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> so this Bulls team will be going up against Sacramento. They uh, are probably going to be without De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley. Okay. Uh, so, but so they're trying to hand us a W. Yeah, Let's see yeah, if yeah. we so, willingly accept it. Right, so we need to be watching out for you know their, their the stars that have been stepping up. They had a great game today where they won in overtime against a 13 and three Denver Nuggets team, who's now 13 and four from the uh, loss they took to Sacramento today. But Harrison Barnes, Buddy Heald, Corey Joseph's no slouch. I mean, they got you know they got a pretty good team. They got Bogdanovich coming off their bench. So, but they're missing two of their best players. So hopefully, if they're out on Monday, the Bulls can take uh, take advantage of this and. I'm sure they won't because I'm pretty much, like I said, dude, I mean, I'm not trying to be a jag bag here, but I, I've pretty much lost my faith. But hopefully they can pick up a W. I agree with everything you said. Let's get Lowry going in this game. Let's, uh, you know, let, let's try to figure something out here, man. Let, let's figure something out. But let's get into the questions here on Bulls on Tap. I tweeted this out earlier from the Bulls on Tap Twitter page. Please, if you're not following that, go follow that, man. Shoot that a follow. It's where me and Goose... Uh, that's, that's our, our, our home away from our Twitter actual homes this is where we, uh, you know, put our episodes, uh, that drop or ask questions and stuff like that. So go shoot that a follow. So goose, the first question comes from Jordan Miller. Do you see any signs of Lowry being able to put the early season struggles behind him and get back to playing as he did the last two seasons? Also would like to hear your thoughts on the Zach Levine trade rumors. So we'll hit the first question first. Do you see any signs of Lowry being able to put Do the early I see any signs? No. Him? Do I have hope? Yes. Um, before this season, one of the most important things about Lowry was his love for basketball and his dedication to the sport and getting better. You know, he isn't somebody who goes out and parties. Um, as far as I'm aware, he's never really even gone out and had a drink. He loves his family. He loves his sports. So I just... I can't believe that he's not going to turn this around. And I just hope that the Bulls recognize if it's Jim that he has to go. This coach, this bozo is not more important than Lowry Markinen. Even if that means throwing Jim out the door and having to pay him however millions of dollars you extended him for. Because Lowry's more valuable than that. And right now you can't trade Lowry. Because you're going to send Lowry to the right situation and you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, my two cents on this. Have I seen anything that will, uh, you know, any signs that will lead me to believe he's going to put the struggles behind him? Every once in a while, I see him get pissed and I see him put his head down and drive into the paint and have a good finish. Uh, that's it. And that's not enough to put these struggles behind him. He needs to start playing more consistent. He needs to put a little bit of that dog mentality into him. I don't know if he's built like that. I don't know if that's in his mind or his mentality. But that's what I need to see. I'm I'm really worried about Lowry Markinen right now. And I, I really do agree with Goose where I think the coach is putting making it ten times worse than it actually should be. Uh, but, no, as far as I, I don't see any signs, man. He, the dude looks lost out on the court. He looks defeated. Like he doesn't know what his purpose is. And when that happens to a player in an organization, bad things are to follow. So hopefully he could turn it around. My hope is that he could do something. But, 
you putting a gun to my head and you're asking me a question right now that I, if I think he's going to turn it around, I'm going to say no, not for the rest of this year. Chalk it up as an L 20 games into the season for Lowry Markkinen. Uh, getting into your second question, sir, uh, what do you think about the uh, trade rumors on Zach Levine? You leaving that one up there for me? I haven't. I, don't, I haven't. I haven't seen. Is there a softball for I, me? I, I haven't seen I any official rumors. You. I've seen fans. Yeah. I think it's more fa- I think it's more fans talking and calling for it. You know, it's a Twitter question. It comes from the Twitter world, so you know, I'm I'm sure that he's just probably wondering what our opinions are on maybe maybe not rumors, right? But maybe so no, thoughts. No, I think you'd be crazy. I mean, obviously, the last week or two has increased Zach Levine's value from what we were kind of looking at in the beginning of the season, where he was struggling a little bit. Um. But I don't think you cash out on him. I think right now Zach Levine's the best thing you got. That net rating stat we read off to you would back that up. You know, Wendell Carter Jr. is a great all-around player, but he's not somebody that can create for himself. Um, So Zach's the best thing we got right now. And that might be controversial for a lot of people, but it's the truth. And if you're in denial of that, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe that says... More about the state of the Bulls' rebuild and how much further they have to go. Or maybe it says, you know, despite all the shit, you still got this 24, 23-, 24-year-old that's going to give you close to 30 a night on pretty good efficiency and is an improving playmaker and all-around player. Right. Right, I, I loved everything you said there. So for as far as where I'm at, I've seen a lot of the Zach Levine trade opinions from others here on Twitter. I've seen articles that were thrown out there from other, uh, you know, from blogging sites talking about, you know, oh well, maybe if they trade him here or they trade him there, it'll work out better. Uh, I, honestly, I just think that's really dumb right now. Um, Everyone's on the table for me, no matter what, at any time, unless we're winning championships, right? I mean, I think that's a fair statement, um, but. I'm not. I'm not really looking to go trade Zach, because, like Goose has said, the dude's been the best player on the team this year, and it's not really close. I mean, he's literally helped win us games. He's won us probably three of the six that we won. Yeah, yeah, four of the White, six games that we've won, Zach has scored over twenty six points. It, right. I mean, so again, it, it's just. I, I think that's a really lazy narrative by a lot of fans that they want to trade Zach Levine. It's the easy well, way Tank out. Well, doesn't so, guarantee anything again, anymore. Again, too. And, and this is – exactly. And that's exactly what I was going to say. You're leaving – so hypothetically, buddy, say that you and I are – we're believing we should trade Zach, right? You, that's what your and I saw it is right now. Take a step back and look at it, man. So – the guys that thought that Zach was going to be this star, superstar – are going to now trade him for probably some draft assets and maybe another guy who's not flourished like they thought he should. So the two that are evaluating talent are trading probably the best talent they've acquired in the last 10 years, besides Jimmy Butler. You know, I'm not trusting Garden Pax to pull the right trade for Zach Levine. I don't know how you feel, but I think that would be one of these bullshit trades where we get some bullshit protected pick back and an expiring contract so that we could hit free agency to strike out on it again because there's nothing here for anybody to want to come and play with. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I sit with it. I think it's stupid. I think it's a lazy narrative. I made it a lot more complex, but 
th- those are my thoughts on it. Do not trade Zach Levine. I think he could be on a winning team. I think he has that mentality to no, be on yeah, a winning team. No, yeah, you got to surround him with the right players, and obviously that's what they were trying to do when trading for Otto Porter Jr. And last year we saw the success of that move in a small sample size. But I think that move was made strategically for Zach, and that's – that's probably more so what's so disappointing about this season is the Bulls made moves based around Zach and Lowry. You bring in Thad, who's a steady backup. He's going to bring everything you need and veteranship along with it. You bring Sadoransky in because he's a plus-size guard who's supposed to ideally be able to guard more than one position, help Zach defensively, play well off the ball, can shoot the three, and is all right with Zach being ball-dominant. So you bring in this roster, you're underplaying Sadoransky, you're underplaying Thad. So your two free agency signings are pretty much null. Um, Otto Porter Jr., you traded for him, but the amount of money that he makes a season, you ultimately made a free agency signing in that trade because we moved expiring contracts for him. He's injured, even when he was healthy. Probably only saw the Otto Porter that we saw last year in spurts in the first quarter, and then he disappeared for the rest of the game. So... I just feel bad that all this is getting put on Zach because he's the best player. Like you got to leave this man alone. He's doing the best he can, and trading him would be the last thing I would do because they're not going to get true value for him given their season, given the direction. It's just not there. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, our second question comes from Lucas. Oh boy, Stranowski maybe. I'm sorry if Not I put sorry your last if. name, bro. Please sorry don't hate for. me for that. I, I tried. Saranowski. Yeah. <laughs> Luke, yeah, so from Lucas, we have, how do I find the will to continue watching games? Well, once you find it, let us know. Because I mean, the reason we're watching games is because we love to put out content. We love our team, and we're always here to support our team, even in the good and bad. But I think throughout the years, we finally – I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Years and years ago – when I was probably young, I was I was like quite the water carrier. You know what I'm saying? Like my teams aren't gonna do shit wrong. I, I'm all about it, man. I'm all about what the, my teams do. Now I'm like I'm ready to can blow everything up. Like strap me with you know, like the in the in the Batman the Dark Knight with the Joker with like the grenades in his pocket. Like that's me right now. I'm ready to blow everything up. Not really. That's a hypothetical. Not hypothetical. That is a what's the word I'm looking uh, for? Help uh, me. Because the Bulls are gonna kick uh, us out of the United Center forever. A dumbass remark. I don't know. I I don't. Sure. Oh God. See. I, <laughs> Yeah, that was a dumbass remark. There, there's an actual word for it. Thank you. But um, anyway, like I, <laughs> I, I watch the team because I love the team. The, to find it, it is, it is hard to find a will to continue watching teams that you love that suck. Like I mean, I'm dealing with it with the Bears right now. I'm dealing with with the White Sox, like I did last year. The last, well, pretty much my whole life besides 05 with the Sox and 08. Um, you know, I'm dealing with the Blackhawks right now who are underperforming, and now I'm dealing with it with the Bulls, and I love the Bulls, man. The Bulls and the Sox hold a very special place in my heart. Funny that Jerry owns both of them. Jerry just they both drag me down to the depths of hell. But um, he, he kind of does, man. It fucking really, really sucks. <laughs> you know? But the, finding the will is all part of your fandom, and, uh, you know, I'm going to keep watching it because I love putting out content. As far as you go, sir, like just for you personally, keep watching, man, because who knows? Maybe they surprise you. If they don't, you could bitch about something with us. I hear alcohol. But helps. if they do, at least you could say you were there. Oh, yeah, alcohol for sure helps. So do you want to elaborate on uh, 
You want to tell him no, how to find the No, I mean, there's really no secret to it. You're kind of just you either love your team <laughs> that much that you're willing to sacrifice and suffer with them, or you put it down and you come back when things are good, and that's fine too, because I understand that. Um, I personally don't have anything better to do at night when I get home from work. I'm not going to just watch Netflix all the time. I love my sports. I always have. Uh, the Bulls are part of me, good or bad. I want to be there for the whole entire ride. I'm not somebody that hops on and off the bandwagon. Uh, I want to be here through the shit and the hopefully one day some more confetti. So if the Bulls end up in the lottery again, then I'll just dive deeper into the college game and see you know what we can try to steal out of there um if they turn it around you know i can say that i was there uh even after yelling for jim's job if he turns it around and i will fully support him if he does i don't think he will but you know i i i can't tell you how to find the will um i just know that it's there for me because it's just my team Great way to put it, man. And our last question will come from Pete Hand. Aloha, Mr. Hand. Uh, actually, you know, a real good buddy um, that I met through the White Sox uh, actually this year. Or la maybe not this year. It was last year, I believe. Um, anyway, as someone who is not a basketball fan, what should I look for with this team? Now, Pete, I know you listen to everything that we do here at ONTAP, and I appreciate everything that you've ever done coming out and supporting us during live events and everything like that. I'm just going to be upfront, blunt, and honest with you because I love you like a brother. I know you're not a basketball fan, and I, again, I appreciate that you tune in, but it's just going to add more hurt to you right now because <laughs> you're a diehard Sox fan and Bears fan. It's just going to add more hurt to you. But, but what you should look for is hopefully your Kobe Whites, your Zach Levines, you know, the, the Lowry Market, and hopefully you could turn it around Wendell Carter Jr. There are some young pieces on this team that could be really, really fucking entertaining. And unfortunately, we're not there yet. And when we are there, it spurts, and it's not a team effort. It's just one guy putting the team on his back and trying to will, will them to victory. Uh, that's a coaching issue, by the way. But, you know, that's what I would look for is someone being new coming into the Bulls world is that there is talent here. They just got to put it together. I don't know what you got for that. I one mean, boost, I would pick you back and tell your buddy to go ahead and get on the train now so he can say that he was there in the beginning. But if you really don't care about basketball that much, right now is the time to look away from the Bulls. Just just wait till next year. You know, like the Cubs, there might always be, you know, there's always next year. Just take that mentality to it if you're really not too into it. Save yourself. Um, we do appreciate the listens. Um, you can kind of ride along with that and get the sum of what's going on and spare yourself that way. Um uh, no, yeah, <laughs> like get the information take, from the podcast to two guys having yeah, to take in the information and <laughs> get a little bit of what you're going to expect going forward. But right now, we're we're heading to the lottery. You might be better off watching college basketball. No shit, man. And and obviously, we're not going to hit on that quite yet with uh with college basketball lot and prospect. Prospects that we're looking for for the we'll, Bulls next we'll wait year. We're twenty five into the season. We're not there the yet, but so we're not even halfway there yet. Exactly. <laughs> right. So we'll wait on that a little bit. Plus, you know, it's 
I'm starting to gear up with you know my uh, with my college basketball watching. Um, you know, now that it's started, I mean, I'm a huge college basketball nut. If people didn't know, I, I, I love it to death. And uh, I think, you know, Goose, you and I both, you know, the last couple of years being together for draft parties or talking and whatever, you know, we have a pretty good idea who we think would fit this team and fit them well. I do want to throw out one thing here. I know Fred listens. Uh, did you see Mo Bamba? I did not, but like I'm six threes in a game okay. the other day. Yeah, I just want I just wanted to say that to Fred real quick, who who's you know d- hates Mo Bamba for whatever reason that uh, he had six threes in a not empty gym. There was, there was people on the floor. There was other players in there. Dude, ghosts. There were people on. That's some next the court, level bro. shit. Uh, see, that's what I'm telling you, brother. So that's, that's what I'm telling you. You know, I mean. I just I just had to throw that out there and, and, and you know let Fred know what was going down. But uh yeah, so we appreciate everybody joining us here on Bulls on Tap. I know it was kind of a weird week again, you know, with the holiday and everything like that. The West Coast starts. I'm not gonna lie to you, when the Bulls are on the West Coast, we're gonna really give it our go on Monday to do the podcast after they play Sacramento, but it's just so late. We both work so early in the morning, but we're going to do our best. Just want to be open and honest with everybody. But uh, be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, at Ontap Sportsnet, following Goose at Bull Scripted, following myself at Buzz on Tap. And yeah, man, uh, be sure to join us on Monday. I really, really hope everybody enjoyed. You know what we did here tonight with uh, you know a longer episode than normal, hitting three games, taking some questions. We'd like to do this a little bit more. Hold on, loosely. Wrap it up. But don't let go. <laughs> oh, no. That's that's all I got. Hang on there with us, Bulls fans. I'll try not to sing too much. That probably <laughs> only makes it worse. But hang on. What the fuck? Uh, all right, all right. Let's go, Bulls. Chicago. Chicago.